Welcome to the Power of Great. I'm your host, Matt Crane, and every single week I come to you right here on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and iHeartRadio with one mission in mind, and that's to help you recognize that your current situation is not your defining moment. And this week, our guest, Noel Walsh. You know, Noel was born in the car industry. Grandfather on his father's side was a plant supervisor of the Ford Steel Plant in Detroit. His grandfather on his mother's side owned a Dodge dealership in the greater Detroit area, and his father was a salesman and a sales manager at several dealerships, so his entire life was spent growing up in that industry. You know, he started selling Ford in Ann Arbor, Michigan in 2000 at the age of 21. He then went and he's now one of the top-rated salespeople in the entire country. You know, he's known as the traveling car salesman, and he can still boast today that he's top five in dealership and units, customer satisfaction, and year-to-date sales. You know, Noah Walsh goes above and beyond for everyone he speaks to, everyone he comes into contact with, and that is why he's now started and created NWNA Sales Training, and he believes that Conquer You is where every person on planet Earth should be hanging out right now. Noel Walsh, welcome to the Power of Great, my man. I love it, brother. Thank you for the nice intro, man. That, uh, that felt good. Uh, well, too, uh, good job of doing your research. I like that research. Uh, always be prepared. I teach that. But yeah, so my name's Noel Walsh, uh, lifelong car guy, been in the business my whole life, man. Car people are my people. Uh, you know, I, I get on the airport, on the airplane when I go to the airport and I'm flying across the country and I usually fly Spirit and I, and I see all those people from Detroit in their pajamas and I'm like, those are my people, right? And I'm like, those are my people. And uh, that's how I feel about car sales people, right? They're, they're my people and we're a special breed. And it's, it's a great industry. We get a bad rap, but you're in, the, you're in the business too, Matt. And, you know, some of the most fair, honest people I've ever met are, are car salespeople, are salespeople in general. They get a bad rap, but, you know, they're just out there like everybody else trying to support their family, trying to make a go of it in this life and try and make things happen and try and create some success. And I think that's what we're all after. But uh, definitely, definitely passionate about the business, definitely passionate about the customers. You know, to, to be successful in this business, you know what, it, it takes, and I heard this once, and it takes a server's mentality, right? It, it truly takes a server's mentality that you are trying to accommodate that customer in front of you. And my dad taught me this when I first got in the business, and my, my first commission I made like $750. And then my second commission, I made like 212 bucks or something like that. And I'm like, well, I want to make the 750 again. You know, like that's, that's a lot better, right? That's like four cars compared to this one. And my dad always taught me gross comes with numbers. So that was a defining moment in my career where I realized that it's not about what you can get out of people. It's what you can give to people. And ultimately, you'll be paid back what you need when you need it. And uh, so, man, love car sales, love the industry, love my people, love, uh, I love going in and doing in-house training and, and being in all that activity and that energy and just going right back to it. But uh, yes, so um, I guess go ahead and fire the next one because I can talk. 
You know, what I, what I love about what you said there, though, Noel, is this, is that it's my people, right? And, and you know, being in the industry, and, I, and, and, and I'm new in the industry, right? I've been in sales my entire life, but it wasn't until I partnered with Jeremy Warner and Rush Impact Marketing that, that I started to go on the road more. And, I, you know, you have to understand that, that car salesmen or women, however you want to call it, okay, there are still a necessity for them. <laughs> and the difference is, is that that old school mentality has to kind of mix with that new technology way of people and consumers that are shopping. And, and I love what you said there. Gross comes with numbers because that can translate to anything. But in the car industry, it really is all about the numbers, number of people you talk to, number of ups you're taking, number of opportunities, how many people are in your pipeline. So being a guy that grew up in the industry, to kind of backtrack just a little bit, you know, talk to us about what you saw early on with, you know, your grandfathers and your fathers, and then talk about what was different when you kind of entered into the industry. Yeah, so my grandfather was on the production side, and, and he was just a hard worker, man. You know, he was there working for the Ford family, making sure that he put out the product. He would go and pick out the iron and ore in Minnesota in, in the uh, – in the ore, in the ore farms, and the ore beds. And, you know, he, he just, what I saw with my grandfather is he never came up with excuses. He never came up with a reason why he couldn't do it. It couldn't be done. He always found a solution. Going back to my father, when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, I was that kid that was calling up and I'd be like, dad, how many has Matt got out today? He'd be like, uh, he doesn't have any out yet. I'm like, what? Matt had three last, last Monday. Like, why doesn't he have any out? You know, and I'd be like, how many, how many does Jeremy have out? Oh, he has one. What? He did four. You know, so I was always on top of the game, the energy of, of the showroom, the energy of the flow, the energy of the sales. And, you know, it's changed so much, but it's changed so little, the, the car business in general. And, you know, it, it all starts from having the right people who really want to serve the customers and really work for the company. And you know this, that, you know, there's nothing worse than having, in, and I've worked these event sales, and there's nothing worse than having half the staff that's like, oh, these guys stink, they're going to screw everything up, they don't know what they're doing, they're going to cost me money. When I worked those event sales, I was like, these guys are professionals. My dealership hired them in to make money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow what they do. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid, and I'm going to make some money. And I would always sell 5, 10, 15 cars whenever we had one of those sales because I jumped on the bandwagon and all the guys who were like, Oh, I'm not talking to people. I'm going to push everybody off till next week. They didn't make any money. And the biggest problem I probably see in this industry that I've seen forever is salespeople are famous for cutting off their nose to spite their face. Right? We've heard this line before. They are so classic at cutting off their nose to spite their face that they want to say, you're doing this, I don't like it, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to regress against it. I'm going to fight against it. I'm not going to sell any cars to prove to you that this is wrong. Rather than make three, four, five thousand dollars 5000 that week, right? Have a great week, take your family to Disney, whatever it is. They cut off their nose to spite their face. I still see that happen in this industry. Great industry. Lots of, uh, lots of pride in this industry at times. There's a lot of pride, and really, you know, pride never makes anyone any profit, right? I think you would agree. Pride does not make anyone any profit, 
And when you, when you put that ego behind you, you put the pride behind you, you will make money. What I've seen change in this business most, uh, the biggest is, is the online presence. And in a sense, it's great. It helps salespeople. I mean, the average customer used to visit five dealerships before they bought a vehicle. Now they visit 1.6. So you're, you're having a customer who comes in who's committed to buy, who knows what they want. The only problem is, is I think salespeople aren't doing the engagement up until that point, right? Because they're still spending 20, 40 hours online to find a vehicle. And you still have to engage like they were visiting five dealerships, right? And I think salespeople are getting so lazy, they want to leave it up to the BDC to bring them in. Their advertising dollars to get the phone ringing. They want them to come in. They want them to lay down. And when they don't lay down, it's the customer's fault, right? Isn't it amazing how it's never been the salesperson's fault? And well, you know, I think to your point, though, you know, and, and man, you're hitting a home run on so many points. That's unbelievable. Like, I'm t I've already got a page of notes already over here. And, and so, guys, if you're listening once again out there, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, soon to be on Pandora, Power of Great, Matt Crane, I'm your host. And we've got Noah Walsh here. And, you know, this guy has been in the automotive industry literally his entire life. He was born into it. NWNA sales training, you've got to get over to nwnasalestraining.com. You've got to check out what he's talking about. You've got to see all the clients that he's worked with that range from Acura, Audi, BMW, Jeep, Volvo, Volkswagen. I mean, the list could go on and on. Ford, Chrysler, the, it could just go on and on. And what he's talking about, ladies and gentlemen, it, it brings me to my next point, is that Customers are armed to the teeth now with so much information that they no longer are going to a dealership only looking. They're literally going to a dealership waiting for someone to sell them. And so, no, this brings me to my point, especially in the staffed event industry. You're exactly right. I went out my first event, never sold a car in my life, very intimidated, around guys that have been doing it for 20 to 25 years. And all I did was I went in and I humbled myself to the process. Okay, I went into it with humility and I humbled myself to the process. I sold six cars the first, the first five days I'd ever been in the industry. And so it leads me to this question for you, know, when you travel and you're training and you're actually in these dealerships with your clients, are you seeing this old school mentality fighting against this new way of engagement and this new way that customers want to be dealt with? You know, I, I am from the top a lot, and it's just because a lot of these guys are those, like you just talked about, those 20, 25-year-old, as we call them, car, car dogs, right? Those old car guys. And owners love holding it. This is how I sold cars, so this is how we're going to do it. And I always say two things, right? Everything changes, but nothing changes. I love my oxymorons. And when I say nothing changes, I'm talking about the way people like to be dealt with, right? People like to feel that you're listening, that you're understanding, that you're, their best interests are your number one priority, and that you're there to help them and they can trust you. People love that feeling. You, you've got them when you, you, you create that feeling. The second thing that's always changing, the trends are constantly changing. And so like we talked about, it's not the old days where people are going to five dealerships. They're going to 1.6 now. They know what they want. And like you just said, they're begging you to sell them right? They're begging you to sell them. And, you know, they're just going to be a, a lay down as we call it in the business. They still need to be accommodated. They still need to be, um, have value built. They still need a relationship built. They still want a proper demonstration, 
but people want to be sold. And I think so many dealers, owners, GMs, managers are going for this old school mentality. Let's just, you know, let's just fill the pipeline with, with uh, media, with marketing on radio, on social media, on internet, on social media, on newspaper, on TV, whatever it is. But the, the key is, is when that customer contacts you, you have to engage with them, right? Just like when they stepped on the lot to visit five dealers. The, the process just changed. And sales is all about process, right? Life is all about process. The most times, I, I, the times I've had the most effective return in my life is when I had the proper process. When I was getting things down and I did things in a, a habitual ritual order. And so customers are still engaging they're still touching base with a lot of dealerships, but they're doing that all over online, over email, over the internet. And so I think what so many people and so many dealers are missing is that's where the relationship is made. That's where you prove that you are different than your competition. That's where you start creating the relationship. And guess what? People want to be told what to do, right? Now, when you go out to, you take your, daughter, your, your wife out to a nice dinner, do you tell the hostess, hey, I'm going to sit here, we're going to sit down in 15 minutes. Um, we're going to order dessert first, and then we're going to order our appetizer. Then we're going to order our meal, and then we're going to get a bottle of wine. And this No, you follow their process, and that's what customers want also, right? They want a defined process that makes sense, that's comfortable. They want us to take them through that and show them the ropes, show them the way, show them value, and provide a sale at the end because I, if, if they're only going to 1.6 dealerships, I would guess they came there to buy, would you, right? They came there to buy. So like you just said, just sell them, that's what they want. Just provide enough value, provide value in the product, provide value in your service, provide value in your place of business, provide value in yourself and deliver and that's all that customers want and I think so many people in the business are still set on that old school way of just flood, and just hammer them with media, with marketing, and it's the law of averages, right? We'll get our one out of five. We'll get our 23% nation average. No, I mean, I want to take dealers. If I don't have you at 35%, I failed, right? Yeah, so I got a question for you there. You know, you brought up a good point. You know, social media, it's a great thing, but it's also become a, a tool that has made people extremely lazy. And, you know, so my question for you is a lot of these dealerships now have these, you know, business development offices or what we call internet sales team members. And here's my question. As a salesperson on the floor, I've got to trust that my internet sales guy is doing his job or, or lady, they're doing their job, they're qualifying these leads. But shouldn't I take the initiative to, to find out whom I can call that's called into that internet sales leader, responded to that stuff? I mean, salespeople need to be more aggressive now, don't you think? Oh, I agree. And, you know, they've always had to be aggressive, and I agree with you completely. And I just did a course on this. And any salesperson should jump on any lead they can get their hands on. And they should go in there, and they should realize that, and, and this might make some people mad, a professional salesperson is going to be better setting an appointment, building value, than a BDC person, correct? If Somebody makes $100,000 a year selling a product. They should be better on the phone bringing in the appointment than somebody that's making $30,000 a year. 
That's just the honest, honest to God facts right there. So yes, I think salespeople should. You're right. Social media causes that. BDCs cause that. So many, so many things cause this that they make salespeople lazy. It happens to me sometimes, right? It happens to me sometimes, and it makes so many people lazy that they they've got to go after and do the busy work, do the hard work, and really get their hands on the leads. Because if you're expecting everybody else to do something for you, it's never going to consummate the way you want because nobody cares about your end result like you do. Nobody does, right? Maybe your wife. Maybe if you've got a great wife, she cares about your end result because she gets, she gets the, the, you know, the, the bounty of it, correct, right? She gets the newer car. She gets the bigger house. She gets this. But few people care about it. So you, you've got to jump on it. You've got to put your hands on it. You've got to make the connections. And, you know, one thing I see so few salespeople do is taking a customer, and I always teach, you know, goals are great, but you have to have a purpose, plan, process, and take action. And so you've got to have a purpose why you want that, why you want that customer. You want that internet lead. You want that phone call. You've got to have a purpose of where you want to take this. You've got to have a plan. You've got to have a process. And so you have to take it over. So let them warm it up. Let them get, get it uh, steepened, right? But then you have to take it over and you've got to make it boil. You've got to set that thing on fire and you've got to light it up. And when you rely on everybody else to do it, you're only going to be as good as the results they put up for you. So, so question there, Nolan. Once again, everyone, if you're out there right now, I want to give a huge shout out to the team at Rush Impact Media, our main sponsor for the Power of Great podcast, Jeremy Warner, all the staff at Rush Impact Media do an amazing job. you got to get over to rushimpact.marketing and check out the amazing things that Rush Impact Media is doing. So you bring up a good point, Noel, is that professional salespeople, they will take more ownership than anyone else on planet Earth. Yes. They, they want to have the process from start to finish. They're going to trust the hierarchy, but they're not going to trust the end result unless they're the ones that either control it. So my question, my question for you is, is that do you see new salespeople today being less, uh, or, or let me rephrase that, taking less ownership than they should when they enter into the sales industry, especially in the automotive? And I say this for one reason, is that when you're in the staffed event, you go into a rented space. You go into a dealership that already has a staff, they already have management, and, and in, in essence, you walk in and you're taking it over. Ownership has brought you in to move vehicles in a rapid fashion to improve gross, and you've got to go in with this check your feelings at the door type mentality, right? So my question for you is, is that being one of the most elite car guys in the, in the industry, proven, documented, do you see salespeople today um, – really taking a back seat to the ownership piece of the process from start to finish. I do. In fact, this is uh, this has been my new wave of, of training is salespeople, especially car salespeople need to own their career. And I feel so many come in and, and you probably see this a lot too, in your travels, they look at it as a job, right? Until something better comes along and car sales is a great career. You can make $100,000, I don't care where you work, when, you, when you, reach the, you reach the top, the top of the mountain, you reach the pillar, you can basically set your own schedule. Yeah, you're gonna start out in the trenches, you're gonna put in the long hours, but after you build up a residual and a repeat, 
client base. You come and go as you please. You set appointments. And I see so many salespeople that want everything to be done. They want instant success. They want their manager's job next week because they've got a college degree, but they don't want to put in the work to get there, right? And, and I've learned so many times, I've invested in so many people, whether it's marketing people, no matter what it is, and I always liked investing in the, the young guy, right? Because I was a young guy. You were a young guy, right? We had to get our start. But, you know, the, the two things I see is knowledge and experience, and that's what I invest in now. I invest in knowledge and experience, and they, they want to be on the top of the mountain, but they don't have the knowledge or experience or the effort to get there. And everything takes effort. I, I shot a course on Conquer You called Sales is a Long Game. You know, there are very few of those rookie of the years, right, in baseball. They come in and hit 50 home runs, and they're rookie of the year, and they have a, a established great career their whole career. A lot of the best baseball players ever had their first three or four years, they stunk, right? They had to figure it out. They had to get the process down. And that's what people don't want to do is they don't want to put in the work that it takes to get there. And they just, uh, they feel that they are entitled and that they are owned it. And really, if you want to be good in sales, learn from the best, watch the best, train yourself, invest in yourself, put the time in, always be a student, always be learning, stick with the trends. And you know what? In two, three, four years, really anybody can make it there if they invest in themselves. But if you think you know it all or you're entitled, or you're waiting for the manager's job because you've got a better college degree than him, guess what? He's got 20 years experience and you have two weeks, right? He's got a way better, uh, way more validated college degree for his business than you do. So, you know, earn your spot and, and entitlement does not work in sales, right? That's what I loved about sales. Every month it's on the board, right? Every month our production is on the board. We see what we, what we earned from our paycheck. We, didn't, we, don't, we don't have to hear that, oh, so-and-so got, uh, got this raise, they got this, they don't deserve it. I, I never had a raise, right? I created my raises. And so if, if young salespeople want to be successful in this business, own your job is a career. It's not a job. It's not a, uh, it's not a uh, step, stepping point. It's not a, a step forward. It's owning your career. Make a lot of money. Build a business. Build a client base. And you'll have everything you want in life. And there's nothing better than going anywhere you want and knowing that you've got a fleet of credit cards and a pocket full of cash that can really get you whatever you want. Right? Because I've been on lives. And, and Noel, if we're being both transparent, you can go to a lot of these managers today and they would trade shoes with their sales reps tomorrow because they lost money becoming managers. <laughs> because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, if their salespeople aren't performing, you know, they have to gut check themselves. But, you know, that you call that manager's job that stepping stone. It's really not a stepping stone. It's sometimes it's a lateral move or you actually go down a notch because you lose that, you lose the controllability of earning your income. And that's what I love about the car industry is that you truly have to man up or woman up when you step on that sales floor because it will change you really quickly. And you're exactly right. Your production goes on the board. There's no questions. There's no, oh, so-and-so got the Glenn Gary leads. There's none of that. Proof is in the results. So let me ask you this. As we begin to turn the corner and wrap up the show, once again, everyone, we're on with Noel Walsh, one of the most elite sales trainers in the entire country, 
documented, proven top 1% in the car sales industry in the entire country, in WNA sales training, and you've launched a really cool concept called Conquer You, and you've given me an opportunity to get behind the scenes and check it out for myself. And you know what I really love about it, Noel, is that you don't come across as an elite guy. You still come across as that guy that's, that's walking in that dealership for the first day. Your eyes are wide open. You're excited about all the new opportunities. And when you deliver your content, man, there's so much fire and there's so much passion and there's so much desire. So talk to us about why you created Conquer You and what we can expect from Conquer You when we get on to nwnasalestraining.com forward slash Conquer You and we sign up for an opportunity to learn more about how we can learn from one of the best in the business. Yeah, so uh, great question. I appreciate that. and Thank you for all the kind uh, words. Um, <clears throat> so I was selling cars in like 2010 and I had a customer come to me. This is how it all came together. And they're like, you know what? You should teach other salespeople how to sell. They're like, you do everything perfect. Like you do everything right. Like we bought eight cars and they've all been just a disastrous experience and you do everything perfect. So that kind of set the nugget in my head. And then I came up with the, the, the mantra, the, the trademark, the, the hashtag conquer what you chase, right? And I'm like, you know what? This is me. This is conquer what you chase. I've always been an ambitious person. I love taking risks. Uh, you know, I'll get myself in trouble if I don't take risks, right? I'm just that kind of guy. I always, I always find the troublemakers just my nature. So I, I created that and I was doing a lot of phone coaching and I was still selling cars and people are like, you know, you should have an online program because a lot of people like to be able to learn at their own availability in their own time. And, you know, keep in mind that e-learning online learning is going to be a $7 billion industry this year. So I created Conquer You, and like you said, you know, when I create Conquer You, like I just shot 150 modules in Toledo, Ohio, as I was doing training. I just got in last night at, at one in the morning. And, you know, what I do is, is I try and bring my passion and what I use that helped me be successful, right? It's not all about word tracks. It's not all about this. It's what I use that worked. And it's a lot of theory. It's some word tracks. It's, it's all different types of training in Noel Walsh, pouring out passion and enthusiasm of what I actually did that worked. And what I love about the platform I'm on Conquer You is I can look at the analytics and I can say, Matt, how many cars did you do last month? Oh, I did 11. I'll look at your usage. You watched 82 videos, right? You did 11. The month before that, you did 24. You watched 241 videos. So it gives me the opportunity to be like, hey, Matt, did you notice that your production got cut in half and you watched a third of the videos, right? What did you do with that extra time? So I like, I like the virtual, I like the online learning because it gives me the analytics, it gives me the ability to actually see the truth, right? That's what we appreciate as salespeople is actually seeing the truth, like knowing when the customer is telling us the truth, knowing what the customer's real objection is, is seeing the truth. So. I built that so ambitious salespeople, unfortunately in sales training, if we have a 20% buy-in, that's success. That's a horrible statistic, right? Same thing with your, with your super sales, right? If you have a 20% buy-in from the staff, that's like a success. That's a horrible ratio. That's a horrible figure. And so I like to stay on top of people to push them to the level 
that they can see the results because like I talked about earlier, I remember making 40, 50, $60,000 a year. And I remember pulling out my cell phone and calling my credit card company to see if I could afford the dinner, right? And then I remember when I started making, you know, 100, 150, $200,000 a year selling cars by taking care of people, by serving people, by knowing the process, by being a good employee, by serving my employer, we could go anywhere and there wasn't anything I couldn't buy. Now, that didn't mean I just blew my money, but it was such a, a greater feeling and it built up the confidence. And I think the biggest thing to be successful in sales is have the confidence. And I see this too. You probably see it also. When you guys have a couple good successful events, you, you're, you're, everybody's confidence is high, right? You're, you're walking on clouds. And then you hit that store where the mail just didn't hit right, the weather was crap, and, and you don't have that sale right, your numbers are down, you feel like you let down your, 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 your client, and your, your confidence is low. Same thing in sales is when we can keep our confidence up and we're walking on the clouds, we truly walk through objections, right? We truly walk through roadblocks. We own our environment. I talk about that. You know, I, I talk about the three E's in sales, energy, endurance, and environment. And when you have the energy, you create endurance, and you own your environment. And confidence is owning your environment. And I think that what so many salespeople don't do is they don't win the little victories. They're always focused on what they don't have. They don't win the little victories to get themselves to the point where they need to be. And so I, that's why I created Conquer You. So if I've got an ambitious guy, I've got a 22-year-old Matt Crane, and he wants to watch six hours of content a day, why limit him, right? Why me only go in there and train once or twice a month, every two or three months? Why only have a super sale every two or three months? When there's this young Matt Crane, there's this young Noel Walsh, there's this young Dalton Crane, who's just ambitious and they're just hungry, right? They're hungry, they're, they're like a pack of wolves. They, they smell the carcass, they want it. So that's why I created Conquer You. It gives them 24 seven access. Uh, that way I, I, I can communicate with them. I can have them give me feedback on the content. I can let have my ambitious people tell me what they would like to learn next so I can create content. Because you create a lot of content. You know, just like you write some, I'm, I'm assuming. You know, how, how many times has it been like three in the morning and you're just like, you're just going away, right? You're just like, man, I'm on fire. And then other times you're like, I've got all day to write. And, and you sit there and you're like, and, you know, you know the, the, the flow just isn't coming. So why limit people when it's the right time for them to learn when they can learn 24-7? Because I'm all about the ambitious guy. I got successful in my life because I was ambitious, because I had to. You got successful, you do your podcast, you do all this because you're ambitious, you wanted to, you had to, right? So why limit the person who has to, who wants to? And I used to think of this, and this is part of the reason I left retail, is sometimes I felt like I was held back, right? And I felt like, and I called it reins and chains. And I felt like I was held back, that I couldn't you know, completely express myself and utilize my abilities and my talents to the fullest potential. So I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna teach other people how to do it. And you know, what I feel is a great success is, I've, I've made a lot of money in my life and I never brag, I just like to bring that up to show a little validity. And so people can see what you can do in car sales. But my biggest victories are, are getting those, and you get them too, man, I, I know you do. 
but getting those text messages or Facebook messengers where they're like, hey, man, I, I used something that you, you showed on your video the, two weeks ago, right? I never knew who you were. A friend invited me to your video. I watched your video, the whole thing, and I used what you said on, in that video, and I sold four cars since then. That, to me, is success, right? And once again, it, it all goes back to what I talked about earlier. Gross comes with numbers, right? And we're looking, when we're looking at every individual is what they can pay us and what we can get from them, you know what? We lost. We lost. But when we look at everything we can give to an individual and how we can help them, you know what? Even if they don't pay us back, somebody down the road will. And so that's what it's all about. So that's why I created Conquer You. That's why I started NWNA sales training. I'm really here. I, I had to learn the, the hard way, man. I, I wish I watched training and stuff like that when I was in sales, man. I was just too thick-headed. I was too stubborn, right? I, I thought I knew it all. I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, that, I'm that weird guy that has to figure it all out on their own. And it, now it helps me be a better teacher because I was such a hard student. It helps me be a better teacher and make it in a fun, fair and fascinating way. I teach that the three F's, fun, fair and fascinating. Customers love that, right? And clients love that too. Make it fun, fair and fascinating. Don't take up too much of their time. Don't make it too boring. Don't make it too strenuous. Make it fun, fair and fascinating. And you know, they will, they'll drink the Kool-Aid. And in, at the end, it's just like we, what we talked about, right? At the end, it's all about that board. Crane's got out 27, Walsh has out 25, Warner has out 23. You know, we got three days left. How's this going to shape up, right? It's, it's all there on the board. The production's on the board. The competition is there. It lies within us. Well, you know, and I think as we, as we start to wrap up the show, there were a ton of great points you made in there. But for me, what I really see stand out is, is that you're exactly right. Too many people are worried about hitting home runs. They fail to understand that they can still get to the Hall of Fame if they hit singles. The only difference is they might have to hit more singles than they do home runs. So, you know, for me, coming into the industry, knowing that I'm a home run hitting guy, that's how I think all the time. But that sometimes you just have to move the ball, right? You have to do that station to station. And if I can help move that customer from first base to second base, then from second base to third base, eventually they're going to trust that I can get them home. And I'm going to get them in that vehicle and I'm going to get them out the door and they're going to be happy. And so I think that that's one of the things that Conquer You does that I really like is how you really have a video for everything. You have a video for planting your roots, the high quality experience, the truth about selling cars and retaining deals, the, you know, leading your team on the battlefield. Like you cover all these bases. And I think for most people that are going to hear this podcast and listen to this podcast, it's one thing to be successful in the industry. It's another thing to want the industry to continue to be successful. And I think that's what you bring to the table is you've been successful in the industry, but you truly want the industry to continue to be successful. And I think it shows in your passion. Um, so where can everybody find out more about, you know, where can they follow you on social media and, and how can they continue to get in front of your information? Yeah. So, uh, no, absolutely. I appreciate that. So every Tuesday at 9 PM Eastern time, in fact, I know you join a lot of them. I do a live stream on my Facebook page, Noel Walsh on Facebook. There's not a whole lot of Noel Walsh's out there. So I do that filled with nuggets. I mean, it's usually 30 to an hour and 15 minutes of sales nuggets. People tell me I give out too much free information, but you know what? You got to build an audience, right? And, and, and you got to give before you can get, so I'm there. I'm on Instagram, uh, Noel Walsh underscore Twitter, Noel Walsh underscore. I'm on LinkedIn. 
My website, like you brought up earlier, is NWNA, the letter N, the letter W, the letter N, the letter A, salestraining.com. You can go to the, uh, you can go to Conquer You link on my, on my page and, and get your complimentary demo. Conquer You, I just shot another 150 videos, all courses I did. I'm doing more of the test house because, you know, one thing I learned, and, and I learned this, I mean, I just came out with my online June 28th of last year, right? So I'm coming up on like eight months. How, how, how do you be great in life? How, how did you make your podcast great? Feedback, right? Asking people what they liked. Asking people what they didn't like. Asking people who they wanted to see. Asking people what they wanted to hear. That's what I do with Conquer You. It's all about my clients, my students' feedback to create the content that you feel is relevant. I'm constantly a student of life. If I can give one piece of information on this, and I heard this from probably the wisest person I've ever talked to, Ben Gay. I think you know who Ben Gay is. He was Zig Ziglar's boss. And he said, you know, Noel, you're always going to be successful. And I've heard this from like four or five people because you're always willing to learn. And, you know, Alan Dickey says something, when we're green, we're growing. When we're ripe, we're rotten. And that is so true. You know, student of life. All you when people who are because a lot of times millionaires make bad decisions. So pick the right advice, pick the wrong advice. Um, but Noel Walsh, nwnasalestraining.com. Follow me all over social media. Catch my live streams. I usually bring some energy. And in fact, I want to have you on one of my live streams here coming soon. We'll do a live. And uh, man, it, it was a pleasure to be on your podcast. I've really been looking forward to it. You know, I was, uh, I was uh, mad last time when it didn't come together. And um, I'm glad you put that back together, man. I, I think you're cool people. We, we've got a great network, right? I mean, social media is what you make of it. I mean, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of energy. But you know what? When you surround yourself by the right people, man, you've got some great friends there. You've got some supporters. And, you know, it's just like anything in life. You give what you get, right? What you get is what you give. And so really, if I can end this for salespeople, own your career, right? It's a career. It's not a job. Get, get that fascination out of your head that it's a job and you deserve something better. It's a great career where you can make a lot of money. You can give your family the life you deserve. You can make a lot of people's days happy. I mean, I, I've made two, $3,000 commissions on cars. And then I've made where I spent two weeks and I got the minimum commission helping a single mom with four kids who needed that help, right? Nobody else was going to do that for her. And guess what felt better? Do you think that two or $3,000 commission felt better than that $100 commission? No. It was helping that mom, knowing she could take her kids to soccer practice. She could go to the grocery store. She could go work her three jobs. She could deal with all the stuff she had to. And that's really what we have to do in sales is own your business. Be a philanthropist. Be a CEO. Be everything and just put in your all every single day. Take every opportunity that lies in front of you and make the most out of it and know that, like I said earlier, gross comes with numbers. You will always be rewarded for your effort and your hard work when you stick at something. Don't quit too early because when you quit too early, you'll lose too soon. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Noah Walsh, one of the most elite and documented industry leaders in the car sales marketplace on planet earth. 
And he came to the power grain and he did nothing less of what I thought he would do. And that's light the audience on fire. And you know, every single week I have the privilege and the honor to be your host right here on the power grain. And I'll leave you with this. Success is never measured by what you step out of. Not a bank account, not a suit, not a watch, not a car, not an airplane, none of that. It truly is what you're committed to step into. And I can't wait to speak to you all again right here on The Power of Great.